0: 52 episodes, 52
1: ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health. Because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness. Inspiration, support, a new perspective and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the Health Ability Project. Welcome to the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. Breastcancer.org reported in early 2023 that breast cancer accounts for about 30% of all new cancer cases in women each year in the United States. Recent statistics from the CDC report that each year in the United States, about 264,000 cases of breast cancer are diagnosed in women and that each year, about 42,000 women die from breast cancer. How do you think a diagnosis of breast cancer would affect your overall health and well being? Would you panic, be angry, lose sleep? How would your relationships with others be affected? And if you had a job or a career, Do you think you would worry about whether you would be able to do the job you were doing before the diagnosis? And how do you think you'd be affected by this news if you were a mother? Here to share her story about her breast cancer diagnosis and journey is Marie Camacho. Marie is the CEO and founder of One Tough Cookie. One random day in the fall of 2015, Marie received a phone call from her doctor telling her she had stage two breast cancer. At the time, she had two very young children, a husband who traveled frequently, and a minimal support system in place. Or so she thought. With the help of family, friends, the occasional random good Samaritan, great doctors and staff, she survived her battle. In December 2019, one Tough Cookie, a 501c3 nonprofit, was born for Marie's wish to pay forward all of the support and goodwill she received on her journey to everyone touched by cancer. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Marie. I am so thrilled to have you here. Thank you for having me. So let's begin. Tell us tell us your story. It's 2015. What brought you? to the doctor, was it just an annual checkup and they spotted something? How old were you? What was going on in your life? So at the time I was 41 years old
0: and I was feeling tenderness on my breasts. I thought it was due to my cycle, so I didn't think much of it. Um, But when it wasn't going away, I decided to do um, a self checkup in the shower. And as I started touching, I felt a lump and I went to my husband. I'm like, Hey, Jose, do you, do you feel this? What is this? And he goes, Oh yeah, it feels hard, but, um, it's probably nothing. You might as well just get it checked. So that's when I scheduled, um, a mammogram and that same day they said, Marie, you need to come back because we want to do more further testing. And that's when everything began.
1: Wow. Were you at home when you got this diagnosis? Were you in the doctor's office?
0: What went through so your mind? Time, for the first exam, they didn't want to let me go because I guess they did see something. Um, so I was there for a while and then they scheduled something for another day, another uh, another appointment for another day. When I went to that appointment, they again, they took a long time and they said, okay, Marie, we'll call you if anything and I went home, I went home Mm -hmm. and I was home. I remember my husband was traveling Mm -hmm. and I was home with my two babies at the time. They were both two years old. My, my kids are four months apart. That's another story in itself. (laughs) 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 So, so I was home. I remember being in the kitchen and, and all of a sudden the phone rings and the nurse from the doctor's office calls me and she says, Marie, um, you have been diagnosed with cancer. I, after she said that I didn't hear anything else. I was like, what? Like, you know, and, and all the stuff that she was saying to me was like, you gotta come in. We have to set up an appointment with the surgeon. We have to um, see what the treatment will be. But like all this information was being thrown at me. And immediately I was just like, my mind just shut down because I was like, it almost seemed like it was a movie, right? Like I I was Mm -hmm. like in a movie. It didn't seem real. And, did you call your husband right away? No, um, I didn't. He was away, so I didn't want to bother him. You know, I, I, I just, I didn't even think of that, I think. Um, at the moment, I was in such shock that I received the phone call from my neighbor. And she said, Marie, what's going on? You know, just calling to check in. And I said, um, I just got a diagnosis that I have cancer she's like what i'll be right over like she was literally across the street from me she came over and i was explaining to her what was going on and she was like you know what we're going to call this nurse let me get a pen and pad and i'm going to ask the questions and you know so so she was asking a whole bunch of questions and through it all the funny thing was that i was not listening to anything all i kept thinking about were my kids you know um in 2011 i had lost a baby girl so in 2013, when I was blessed with two kids, I was extremely happy. And now to get the diagnosis, I was like, oh, my God, that's immediately what I thought of being taken away from my kids. Um, I immediately went into survivor mode and was just wondering, what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? You know, I don't know anyone here in Connecticut. What's going to happen? So it was extremely, extremely scary.
1: And, you know, you, you you say that your support system was minimal at, at that time, you know, before you got the news and, and then there's your neighbor who steps right in and yeah. really takes over and becomes your foundation really of support. Yeah, yeah no, it was, you
0: know, I'm, I, I'm a woman of faith. I have always believed in God, you know, even through the worst times, I've always felt like he has been present. And through this journey, he's definitely shown me that he has been present. I mean, um, I had just registered my, my babies to this nursery school. Shout out to the Sarah Walker School <laughs> in um, Stanford, Connecticut. Um, and the administrator there was one of the first people that I told. I said, Listen, this is what's happening. I know the kids are just starting. I don't know what to do. And she was like, Don't worry. I have a friend that's been through it. I'll give you her number. Um, we'll help you. We're going to get through this. Like she was very, very supportive. Um, of course, at that time, she was still a stranger to me. So I didn't know how to take what she was saying. I didn't take it to heart. But sure enough, she was right. You know, teachers were coming in to pick up the kids or drop them off. They they would drop off um, lunch or dinner. They would constantly check in on us. It was really amazing the support that all of a sudden I was getting from total strangers, people that had just met me. And I always say that God was there to, to help out because he knew how scared I was. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That had to be really, I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word. You're in a community where you are the new people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not like being at home in a, in an established community where you can just turn to your friends and say, Hey, I've I've got breast cancer, you know. I need some help. You you really had to rely on the kindness of strangers, but you also had to tell strangers of something very personal. Yeah, yeah. No, it was
0: it was weird because I always say it was like an outer body experience because I was going through the motions, but it was almost like I was seeing my right. Like it, it didn't feel real. It felt like I was in a movie. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. I I was. Acting out the part, I was doing what I was supposed to do. Even the my neighbors, one I remember came in. They they knocked on the door because they wanted to give us. I forget what they were giving us, but they saw me and I had. I was going through the treatments. My I had no hair, Mm -hmm. and she texted my husband soon after that. She's like, "Is Marie okay? You know what's going on. I can tell that something going on, and you know at that point." he mentioned to her what was happening and soon enough she had the other neighbors and they would send us food and they would check in. And, you know, it was just crazy because with everything that's happened in my life, I'm a private person, but I'm also an open book. Like if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, right. Mm -hmm. I just felt like that wasn't the time to be private, because I think my main concern were my kids. Mm -hmm. I needed to make sure that my kids were going to be okay. And if that meant someone picking them up from the school to take them to school, I was going to take it. I was, I wasn't going to say no to that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And so protecting your kids and, and making sure that they were okay was a driving factor for you, but it also helped you in, in a way, gave you peace of mind knowing that they were being taken care of and that i guess just even the the outpouring of care from strangers was so comforting as well that had to help influence a better road for you than yeah. if you didn't have that
0: yeah definitely i mean i think it helped me focus on me trying to fight right on me trying to fight this disease knowing that my kids either had their grandpa- grandparents there to help or cousins that lived in Long Island or friends that came from Florida or California. I mean, I have, you know, I, I am from Latin descent and uh, my my cousin is very macho. He got on his in his car, a six hour drive and he stayed with a mom with two kids. That was a mom that was very, very sick at the time for a whole week because my husband had to travel and it was endearing, like he would just wake up early to give the kids breakfast and then he would make me lunch. And it was really, really touching because, you know, in a moment where I felt I was going to be very alone, I was surrounded by a crowd and, and it was a very, very supportive
1: crowd. Mm, that's love. That's yeah. love. Wow. Wow. Lucky, not everybody is so fortunate, right? And especially in today's day and age, where we're so transient, right? We we mm-hmm. travel all around, we move all around, and uh, sometimes our networks aren't um, aren't so strong. But I mean, it's just amazing how strong your network became basically overnight. It
0: it was, and you know, I think sometimes we we hide things because we don't want to bother others, but when we do say what's going on in our lives or when we're vulnerable, right, we'll, we, we get surprised because people do want to extend a helping hand. They want to know how they can help. You know, they don't, they don't want to just be like, well, I'm here if you need me. No, they want to actually be there um, because you need them. And I learned that through that process that it's okay to ask for help. And to receive it, you know, because I know if my friend was going through something like that, I would be the first one knocking on her door and I would be upset if she wouldn't let me help out. You know, if she was so shy that she would think, oh, I'm bothering you. You know, I would never want
1: her to feel that way. Mm -hmm. So when did you come up with the idea for One Tough Cookie? (laughs) So
0: like I said, during the process, I received so much um, love and, and support. I mean, even through the nurses, my nurse was JLo. Um, that was her name. And <laughs> it, it was great. She, she, she was always telling jokes, you know, people would send me jokes through Texas music, inspirational, they would pray for us, um, you know, because my husband was going through it just as much um, sitting there, all the time during um, my treatment. Sometimes those treatments took eight hours um, mm. and then for me to go home, feel extremely tired or sick. It, it was a lot for him as well. So when I started feeling better, I just felt like I needed to do something. And I was involved in this group called Live Strong. So Live Strong, it was a at the time, I think it was four or six weeks and uh, Memorial Sloan had suggested it. And basically they sign you up with a trainer and you're with other people that are cancer survivors. And the goal is to help you get back into shape, right? To feel strong and, and, um, just feel try to feel normal again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. There were a lot of women, there were men as well. And when the women and I would go into the locker room, they were very chatty, you know. They were they were like, "Oh, Marie," and they were asking questions, and we would joke around, and you know, blah blah blah. But then when I would tell, them, "I have to go, ladies. I got to go pick up my babies," they felt so sad because a lot of these people would go home to no one, right, or didn't have family that were close by. So just having someone to talk to, they were energized by that. Mm-hmm. So with that. I just felt like, you know, people focus so much on the physical, but they forget that the emotional is also a big part of it. And investing in that is huge. And that's when I was like, you know what, I really would like to pay forward all the support, everything that I've gotten throughout my journey. And my friend, um, she was like, well, start a nonprofit," And I'm like, Okay, I asked someone. <laughs> I asked someone, um, "How do you start a nonprofit?" And they they gave me some information. I looked it up. Um, this was in 2019. I went for a walk with my friend, and that's how the conversation started. Mm-hmm. And by November of that same year, we got incorporated. We got a lawyer, a pro bono lawyer. And it's so funny because one of the questions that they asked me was like, Marie, why do you want to start a new nonprofit? There's so many nonprofits out there. Why don't you just volunteer for one of those nonprofits? And my answer to that was like, you're right. There are a lot of nonprofits out there, but I didn't know of them until I was on the other side of things. Mm. And I don't know if that was intentional or someone forgot to mention it to them, to me or anything like that. That was when I found out about it. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I wanted to change was that we wanted to greet them as they go into that treatment room Mm -hmm. and they see a bag right then their mind is like no longer right in that treatment. They're like, well, what is this bag here with stuff? And they read a letter that says that, you know, I've been through the same thing, you know, through treatments and I know what you're feeling, but we're here, you know, to hold your hand if you let us. So, so I just felt like there was just a need for that. And that's how it
1: all started. Wow. Have you gotten any response from the people that you have given those letters and bags to? Have you ever heard back from anybody? So We, we
0: have, we have, um, it's been very limited because we started during the pandemic, right? So it was 29th, December, 2019, we launched. And then in January of 2020, we had our first hospital. So we were like, yay, it's going to happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then of course, March came and everything shut down. So our goal was to go into the hospitals, right? And, and just give out these bags and have conversations with people, But that that stopped. So we started focusing on the nurses at that time, and we gave them breakfast, we gave them equipment that they needed. But since then, we have still not been able to go in and hand out the packages. So the nurses are the ones that really um, give the packages to them, either when they're going to start treatments, or when they have the first meetings, right? And the feedback from them has been amazing. Like they get so happy, you know, with all the products. We do get sometimes cards and emails. I mean, I think the one that has always stayed with me was of this person that they said it was their birthday and they were, you know, they were there for treatment and they felt very, very sad. And all of a sudden they see this bag and it really cheered them up because it it meant someone was thinking about them on their birthday, right? Like it was just, so that was really touching for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if we don't hear from a lot of the people, the tough cookies, as we call them, just those little messages like that Mm -hmm. really drive us, you know, we're, we're a small fish in a big pond, but, but we love that personal touch. We love that they can just, either call us and I pick up the phone or, or, you know, one of our board members and to receive a message like that was truly, Mm -hmm. truly a blessing for us.
1: And it's also true, I guess, you know, you don't really need the acknowledgement because you have the firsthand experience of being a recipient of that kind of support. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, you know what people are, you know, both sides, right? right? You've been on the receiving side of the treatment and being sick and knowing the support from people that you don't know. So it's, it's very similar and, and that's amazing. I mean, it just must make you feel euphoric. It says, you know, but selfishly it's,
0: it also gives purpose to what I've been through. Right. Like, you know, I think I've always been one of those people like, okay, what does this mean? You know, okay, this is for a reason. So what is this reason? So doing this, gives my journey purpose. Mm. Right. It's it helps me understand this is the reason why things happen, you know, so that you can help someone else. So that you can teach or pay forward kindness with the help of others. Right. We love involving the community and and whether it's from this town or the next town over what we love just having everybody together and joining in because there's nothing like that you, you know you can get support from your family but to get it from a total stranger to get it from your neighborhood mm-hmm. you know that's a different feeling that's a like you're that's being surrounded by love mm-hmm. and not many people have that
1: yeah i mean there there are a lot of people out there that don't have that and then mm-hmm. there are just people who they just want to give yeah yeah it's this lovely blanket effect right <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs>
0: They want to give and they don't know how,
1: right? So it's the perfect way. It's a great great avenue for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. So what's next with One Tough Cookie? A pandemic is officially over. (laughs) And uh, it's good to see that the hospitals are relaxing their visitation and and allowing people in with with their sick person, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So do you think you'll be able to get back into a hospital soon or... We hope so. Right. You know, our goal was to
0: not only reach um, the patients, but also the caregivers Mm -hmm. to let them know that, you know, we see you, we acknowledge you. We Mm -hmm. know that you're going through it as well. Um, We do that with the children's hospitals because we knew they always had to go with a caregiver or guardian. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're like, all right, so we'll touch them this way. And, you know, it was nice to be able to give them toiletries if they need to stay at the hospital with them and then give their kids a care bag as well. Parents, when their child is sick, right, you go through it just as much as as them and you just want to make sure that they're safe and and just feeling sick. Yeah, Yeah, not sick. Exactly. So So our goal is to hopefully be able to get back into the hospital or actually get into the hospitals, Mm -hmm. but now is just to create more uplifting events. You know, we have a a Zumba glow party every year. Um, We have um, cookie events just, just for the fun of it, bingo events, Um, some music events we want to have more of and comedy events. So we just want to be able to uplift as much as possible and, and share the word, right? Like share who we are so that people can get involved. This is the mm-hmm. People's Nonprofit. You guys get to mm-hmm. pay it forward with me.
1: That's really beautiful. I have never heard a nonprofit referenced as the People's Nonprofit. That's mm-hmm. really beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's true. Really yeah. all nonprofits are for everybody, right? Yeah. You really yeah. do. You you take that to heart and you live it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That's- no, I mean, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't. For the donors, we get into most of the stuff is through individual donations. Mm -hmm. We haven't had any big sponsors or big grants. Everything is through individual donations, people that believe in our mission and that want to pay it forward. And I think we're missing that in this world. There's just so much ugliness and that it's good
1: to be able to pay forward kindness in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. Marie, I can't thank you enough. What a beautiful story! Thank you on so many fronts. Just, you know, your perspective on finding the purpose behind your journey is is just magnanimous. I mean, I, I don't think most people really think that way when they've gone through something like this. So it's it's amazing. Kudos to you for 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 that perspective and, and for sharing it, you know, that's well, what the, this podcast is all about is sharing perspective and in the hopes that it helps somebody who might be listening. So thank you very, very much for being my guest today. I'm, I'm truly honored.
0: Oh, uh, thank you for having me. And, you know, if I can share our website, it's, um, yes. support one um,
1: look into us and we are here to help. Great. I'll do my part to help promote you as well. So (laughs) thank you. Listeners, thanks very much for tuning in. If you like today's episode, please say so on social media, tell your friends about us and share and like us. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email me at thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. We will see you next week. Bye now. Thanks for joining us today at the Health Ability Project. We'd love to hear from you, so please email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests, to thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends.